Hey everybody, welcome to Howlcast. This is our five minutes with Dan and the intentions of this is to update you about what's happening in Colorado and nationwide to support Colorado in defeating this attack on big game hunting and science-based wildlife management in Colorado. Please share this podcast with all your friends in your network across the social media channels that you engage in and invite your community to follow Hal for Wildlife on Instagram as well as go to howlforwildlife.org to become a member and exercise their voice in becoming advocates for hunting rights and quality wildlife management with hunting at the root of the conservation mechanisms that we believe in. We'll get into the podcast now. It's Tuesday, February 6th. This year is flying past. Mike and Charles are here on the Howcast with Dan Gates from CRWM. And this is our five-minute update with Dan. It may go longer than five. Um, we've been known to talk for quite a bit longer. Um, but I think the goal of this this call today is to get feedback from you, Dan, about what's going on in Colorado, what you know, what's transpired in the last month or so, and then what do you see as, as the current hot topics that the hunting and wildlife conservation community need to know uh, in terms of what you know what's happening in Colorado. And the purpose of this is to keep you, the listener, everybody updated on what's yep. going on in Colorado. So maybe we'll do this every week or every two weeks or whatever, but it's just we're going to check in with Dan in a in a in a shorter uh time frame you know we say five minutes but it might be 20 minutes so from week to week we want you to know from dan if anything has changed if it hasn't changed that's totally fine everyone is is squared away if it has changed like they're starting to collect signatures or whatever whatever updates there are we want you to know so everybody's just uh you know refreshed and not making up stuff and we know the facts Every week, every two weeks, however often we do this. So this is just a quick update with Dan Gates of, of CRWM. Thanks again, guys. Uh, yep. Appreciate it. And uh, while you and I, the two of us, the two of three of us, I guess, have spent some considerable time together uh, since our last interaction online um, with the Sheep Show and the Shot Show, um, and then Mark Truex, our campaign strategy manager, has spent time down in SCI uh, in Nashville, and uh, several of us are getting ready to to kind of rekindle uh, short flames uh, at the Western Hunt Expo next week. A lot of things that happened on the landscape over the course of the last month, especially on where we are and how we are moving forward on these ballot initiatives. Now, now that we've gone through the uh, challenges of the title board and the Supreme Court, as we were moving forward, the first briefs that we were to file on January 31st on Initiative 101, which is the second initiative that was filed, we got word that the proponents opted to withdraw that initiative, that we were able to change some language in, but it wasn't as favorable for us as what we uh, thought that the first one was, and the second one was not as favorable for, for them as what they had hoped. Uh, so they withdrew it. And they opted to go back to the drawing board and go start uh, get the paperwork and the documentation on the first initiative that was filed back in, in September of 23. 
which is Initiative 91. It started out as a prohibition on trophy hunting uh, to ban the harvest of mountain lions and bobcats and lynx. And while we got language changed through the legal process of the title board and eventually challenges through the Supreme Court, that particular petition, um, the initiative, was affirmed by the Supreme Court on January 4th. It sat on the shelf for several weeks, um, kind of to the surprise of our team, because if they were going to go back to it, why wouldn't they have they used it to start off with in the first place? So they lost about three weeks or so of signature gathering time, which kind of plays in our favor. It doesn't make it impossible for them to gather signatures, but it did delay them by about probably three or four weeks by the time that paperwork was filed on the the affirmation and the things that they have to get for their signature packets through the Secretary of State and get all those printed and have them approved and then be able to distribute them and do their training to their signature gatherers because they are going on a volunteer signature campaign. They're not paying anybody at this point in time to go out and pay somebody, you know, 11, 12 bucks a signature. That also kind of surprises us uh, based upon our uh, historical knowledge it's best to have paid signature gatherers and it's best to have the full 180 days, which they're not capitalizing on either one of those. So they have to gather signatures uh, totaling to about 124,234, which uh, they have until July 4th to be able to do so. And they probably need to gather somewhere between 170 and 190,000 signatures to complete the eligibility and make sure that those all those signatures that they need, the 124,000 plus that are certified through the Secretary of State. So they'll start gathering those throughout the state. It's not a constitutional amendment, so they can gather them in front of one Whole Foods or one Home Depot if, if they're so inclined in, in Boulder or, or Denver counties. Uh, they'll probably spread out through the state to make it a little bit easier because there's volunteers all around the state that might think that they can gather signatures in other parts of the state. But if it was a constitutional amendment, they would have to get 2% of their total signatures from each of the 35 different districts, Senate districts in the state. So there's a different ploy on that. Now, the initiative that they filed, if they're so lucky to get it passed, which with your guys' help and all of our coalition building and fundraising, we're sure that we will be victorious. And of course, at this point in time, they think that they will be victorious. Um, but there's a really good chance that they'll get the signatures they need, get them affirmed uh, before the deadline. And the time frame between Je Ju uh, J July 4th and August 5th gives them time to do that through the Secretary of State process, which we will probably likely challenge those signatures in some capacity, and then they would all have to be counted and certified to make sure that they cross their T's and dot their I's. They uh, they complete all that likely, uh, not not solidly yet, but likely before October or excuse me August fifth, and then the ballots would be printed, the blue books would be printed, mail-in ballots would be sent out October fifth, and our general election will be November fifth. So we're in a patient stakeholder engagement education campaign on our side, as you guys are well aware of, with all of our outreach and talking and, and uh, you know, spending time at different shows and trying to coalesce our efforts uh, for a coalition building.
and fundraising. And uh, we are getting substantial outreach and feedback on the fundraising side in preparation for us to be able to message the target audience, which we believe that will be a, a long, drawn-out process probably from July to August into September, October, and up until Election Day on November 5th. And that campaign will start gradually and work up and culminate to the point to where we will be so well prepared that we will land blast the opposition with facts and data and science as opposed to fallacies, lies, deceit, falsehoods, and a smoke and mirror and shell game that they often like to play. So with that, that kind of brings us up to speed. If I miss something in there, uh, I can I can add to it or correct myself. Or if, if you think I missed anything, just let me know. I have a, I have a few questions. Uh, yes, sir. On the Wolf Initiative, that was a ballot initiative as well. Yes, sir. Correct. And did they use um, – I, mean, I say they because it's it's – if it's not the same people, it's the same general type of organizations behind this. Did they use volunteers for that, or was that a professional they, they signature paid, gatherers? They, they paid for that, you know, professional signature gatherers. And, okay. Um, Is I there think, an example in Colorado of a volunteer signature gathering being a, a functional plan? That uh, has not been uh, something that has been very successful in the history of ballot initiatives in Colorado, uh, especially since we went to the margin where you had to have a certain percentage of the previous voters from the last Secretary of State election, okay. and uh, so yeah, they, I, th I think I think they realize they have a tough road to toe. Mm -hmm. uh, we we definitely do, and I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, we are still planning on having to fight this on November 5th. Sure. And while we have delayed and while we have left on no stone unturned and we have taken every opportunity available to us through the legal challenges at the, at the beginning, we, we intend on, on doing that at whatever level is necessary between now and when those signatures are either gathered or need to be certified or to the next steps between that and election day. Got it. Is there any way for, for us to have a, a sense, us being the the team that you've got, yeah. <laughs> um, executing you. this strategy. You. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm part of it. Thank you. Yeah, you you guys are um, badass. Is is there a, is there a, a way for us to have a sense of how many volunteer petition gathers they've got? You know, is is do, do we see them out on the streets already? They, they've got dozens of activated locations all over the state or or there's like like you know there's one public library that has somebody standing out front with a table we haven't seen anything that, that has been documented as of yet uh, what i would say is if you look at their social media platforms it hasn't been very inspiring if if we were trying to do that we've looked at it and, and went uh well we would feel semi-defeated if we were trying to do the same measure there's more hunters commenting on their social media yeah. than there is the not the anti-hunters. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, I think there was one thing that I saw that somebody sent me. I didn't really look it up, but they had at one point they were looking at um, training seminars and stuff and, and webinars. And they had like seven people that were going and 11 that were interested. And, uh, you know, I, look, I realize that this is a, a daunting task for them mm -hmm. uh, because if you think that you need 190,000 signatures and you get 190 people to do this 
along the front range, each person has to get a thousand signatures. Well, talking to people that have done similar type measures in the past, they said if you got sixty to eighty signatures in a day, that would be that would be a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, in some locations, maybe you get two hundred, but in other locations, you might get three. And so, I can only imagine, from my perspective, standing out in front of Whole Foods, saying, "Hey." You know, you you know, would you come sign this? And the, and the gal's pushing a shopping cart, and it's spitting rain, and she's got three screaming kids, and the dog's barking in the car, and she needs to get to soccer practice. I don't have time for this crap. That's the way I would look at it, and and thinking that what we would try to do on our level, if we wanted to try to push some sort of initiative or a constitutional amendment uh, to promote hunting and fishing, if we didn't pay for it, yeah, I don't know whether we could get the amount of people on our side. Because the people that are bitching and complaining on our side toward the opposition or toward the proponents of these measures, I don't know whether they would actually put as much time and effort to go stand in front of someplace trying to gather a thousand signatures for a week or two weeks or whatever it might take to do that. Right. You you might get you might get a thousand hunters to sponsor a day of signature gathering by a professional. Yeah. How's the fundraising going? You know, the sheep show kind of came out of the gate. We had the the elk hunt, which you know went for fifty thousand, and I know there's some private conversations that took place that were positive, and then and then shot show. There's a lot of conversations that went really well. SCI just happened. Are you getting are you getting small small checks, big checks? Like, how are you feeling about the the current pace? Well, I would tell you that the month of January as a whole on the website. <clears throat> excuse me, was more remarkable than what we could have anticipated. Good. Uh, the month of January through the mailbox was even more remarkable than the website. Uh, the month of January through other outreach where people handed you a check mm-hmm. uh, or or wire transferred money mm-hmm. was uh, beyond splendid. And an example is, and, and I was told, don't give specific numbers to any point in time because you don't want sure. to turn around and not just let the cat out of the bag, but you don't want to give false expectations for something at any level. And, and we're not sure where we should be at this point in time, but we know we're a lot better off than what we thought we would be. And <clears throat> so I did a, a podcast with, uh, Derek Wolf yesterday, uh, Cool. And left his place out of his studio, and I went to meet one of our counterparts, Luke Weedle, for lunch and to discuss some of the campaign issues. And Ron Goodrich, our certified public accountant, treasurer secretary, called me, and, he, and he's like, where the hell are you at? What are you doing? And and I, you know, I, I thought it was like he had a camera on me or some GPS tracking device <laughs> on me or something. And, uh, I said, I said, I'm going to meet Luke for lunch. And I said, why? He goes, he says, we've received 63 donations today in the morning. And 57 of them are from out of state. What the hell are you doing? I said, well, I just did this podcast, but it wasn't a live podcast. It was, it's a recorded deal like most of the other stuff that we do. And uh, come to find out the thing that you guys did with uh, Soul Seekers. Yeah. Soul Seekers. Yeah. With yeah, with Mark that, that dropped yesterday, <laughs> yeah. the, the East to West uh, cast with uh, Bo, is it Martin Martinick? Martinick. Martonic, yeah, Martonic. One of those. Um, yeah. And, and so that dropped Bo. yesterday. Uh, 
It's kind of like Whitlam, you know. Some, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a <laughs> nobody yeah, knows. Yeah, nobody Jim, knows what Jim it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so that happened, and then um, there was another thing that happened yesterday where there were some social media spots that were done where I think other people shared different things, and then they ended up coming back to our side of stuff. But but I got to tell you, I mean, that's that's that number is somewhat uncommon. But it's been in the 30 or 40 or 50 a day. And today, Ron texted me about 7.30 this morning. And by then, we'd already had like 24 or 25. I don't know what we ended up with. But some of those are $20 ones. Some of them are $1,000 yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, had a guy send one today that was pretty inspirational. And I, I uh, talked to the other guys. Um, I, I, talk, I talked to John Stallone this morning. Uh, had a podcast with him. And uh, and. The gentleman turns around and sends it, sends the email, and he he donated a hundred dollars because Randy Newberg said something on his podcast, and but he said I'm donating twenty dollars for me, and and another eighty dollars for four other individuals that are likely not to hit the donate button. He's from California, sixty four years old from California. That's Uh, that's brilliant. Yeah, and so. Shortly thereafter, I uh, got done talking to the Ranella crew and and uh, and Newberg calls and says, I want to challenge people and I want you on board and I want you to come in person. So, we're you know, we're going to schedule that stuff. But, th- you know, it's what I'm seeing is guys like you, Stallone, uh, Chris Powell with Houndsman XP, Robbie Kroger, the Ranella guys, you know, you, you start adding these things up. Uh, mm-hmm the the bow and the Sloans and 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 you know the the Robbie Dennings and the, and the Travis Hobbs and you start adding it up and everybody's talking about the same thing for the same reason for the same outcome mm-hmm. they start to see that the general public guys are starting to see this isn't about Colorado no it's much broader and that net has been cast so far that I'm just excited as hell to see where we can take it because when we kick their asses here, we're going to prop something up with you guys, the help of how and the help of these other national leaders in the industry, like you mentioned, Mike, and and uh, and we're building something that is that is maybe uh, a turning point in it our is, generation. It is. It's not maybe. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And we all fully intend for it to be. So yeah. the yeah this. I don't know if we mark 2024 or when Hal was created or whatever, but 2024 is going to be, if it's not the beginning, it's the, it's like the tipping point. I believe that it can be the tipping point for the end of the anti-hunting industry, having the sway with the general public and the media that it's got. Um, So that's, I mean, that's phenomenal. That's great. Like it's exactly, it's exactly what needs to be happening right now. You don't have a number like you don't have. We need X dollars. We don't. There's no. There's no number. But you know that the tailwind that you've got is is more than you've ever expected, more than we as a community has ever really put together for something like this on short, on relatively short notice. And you know, I don't think this tailwind is. It's not like we're not hitting the t- the top of it. Like this thing's gonna. We're gonna continue getting this whipped up. And that's the purpose of these calls is to let people know what's going on and know like those that are putting money in, they know that others are doing it too. Those that aren't yet know, okay, not everyone wants to be the first one to throw in, right? Right. I get that. 
I, that's that's normal. So people are going to continue to jump in, and, and this is going to spread. I think it's going to spread, and, and the, one of the things that I'm so uh, excited about is the fact that that people are challenging other people, and people are 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 trying to uh, get other people on board on our behalf, mm-hmm. and and realizing that there again, it's not a Colorado deal. It's a Colorado deal now that can expand at so many different levels, and when you have when you have guys saying I'm going to give three percent of my gross from the first quarter, or I'm going to give you know a free membership to this if you donate twenty dollars, or or I want to challenge 192,000 non-resident sportsmen uh, in Colorado to to kick in twenty dollars. You already kick in money for you know application fees and qualifying licenses, and you don't get squat out of it except for the ability to apply. Put this in for something so you can continue to have the ability to apply. And yep. and if you could do that on a broad scale nationwide, I think while we are considering Colorado to be the epicenter of these types of issues at this point in time, I think when we get done with this, the activists and the extremists look at this as Colorado is the epicenter that you don't want to screw with. And if we see an epicenter again, we need to go another direction. Yeah. You no. Know, if we see it, if we see an epicenter in New Mexico, <laughs> let's not let's not go to New Mexico. If we see an yep. epicenter in Arizona, let's not go to Arizona. Uh, and, and yeah. I honestly believe that because of the enthusiastic outreach. And you guys were part of that whole initial deal at Sheep Show and at SHOT Show. And to have guys like Sloan Brown walk you around to people and introduce you to industry leaders that then are immediately concerned because they were aware, but they just didn't know how to contact us or they didn't have mm-hmm. that relationship or whatever – and and they're you didn't have to sell them on anything. They're like they're our making customer. commitments. They're yeah, like they're, they're making commitments this. right there. So yeah, we, that's we have to have so this. And, and so I'm just so appreciative of of everything that has been offered to us so far, and I look forward to continuing the conversations. You know, the one thing I, I one thing I want to mention though is we still have in Colorado significant legislative issues that are coming down the pipe over the course of the next three to four months. I mean, a lot of bills were dumped this week that you just look at and go, seriously? I mean, and it might not seem like that big of a deal, but yesterday there was a bill that was tabled in the state that that the legislators even looked at to register your pets with the state. Now, that was on top of your veterinarian documentation that you have for your shots, but you had to have a registered pet. With the state. With the state. So if you had a cat or a dog, it was $8.50. If you had 10 dogs or 10 cats, you had to register. And, and it's like, now it was tabled and it was, it was, you know, permanently postponed or suspended. But, but the fact of the matter is, is, is that some lunatic decided that that was a good idea. Right. To take money. Necessary use of government. (laughs) Exactly. State government, not even county. (laughs) Like state government. And if you look at the other bills that have been introduced that my, I just got off the phone with our lobbyist for CRWM and she's like, what do you want on this? Do you want to amend? Do you want to oppose? Do you want to be neutral? And, and you, and you're going through this. We got a great big call with department of natural resources tomorrow in the governor's office to talk about some of the legislation that's coming down. Um, These are not uh, off years. This is normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we've got commission stuff coming up. Uh, every state has all of this. Mm-hmm. It's just that, for the most part, sportsmen and women don't uh, participate or engage on it unless it directly or adversely affects them. Well, most sportsmen wouldn't know that this registration for pets would come up 
unless they had hounds that the, or dogs that, that was going to affect them. Right. But but they just want to mind their own business to go hunt. You know, they're yeah. just taking care of their pets and they're just taking care of their their working dogs and and they throw other things on top of everything else. And how are you supposed to even know from a regular layman of of what is coming down? You know, oh, you don't. You don't. That's no. why so much crazy stuff gets through. It's it's wild. So you've got you've got you've got the the cats issue, which is just going to gain momentum and complexity and intensity, and then you've got all the other legislative stuff as well now turning up. That, so and then the you've commission got, got all the hats. Got all the hats yeah. to wear. Yeah, what I I'm wearing plenty of them. What I would say is, if anybody's interested. Not just on the on the on the donation side. If they're interested about what we're doing here to accumulate data, if they go to savethehuntcolorado.com, you can get the links to the videos that were played at the last commission meeting on the Mountain Lions and Bobcats. And you can also go to our CRWM Instagram page or, or the Facebook page, Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management. And the Mountain Lion presentation that Parks and Wildlife did is on there. And the Bobcat presentation is on there. And if you don't want to use our stuff, then you can go to the Colorado Parks and Wildlife websites and get it off their YouTube pages as well. Those two presentations and those two documents are so informative from a factual data science-based deal on mountain lions and bobcats. And then there's also a fact sheet that you guys helped to spread and that we spread as well that's a fact sheet on bobcats, mountain lions, and lynx. Yeah, three-page document that should be shared, not just because it's here. Because all of these topics, I mean, I heard discussion today about you know this this subject matter in Arizona and stuff coming up in New Mexico and and now Texas is is feeling it. And uh, people need to pay attention to a lot of the facts and the data that's out there because that might very well help them mm -hmm. in in arguments. Because even though it's Colorado centric, the mountain lions and bobcats don't stay within the high fence of the borders of Colorado. I mean, they go right. where they demo please. And uh, just as, as, do, the, as do the anti hunters, which you just identified, like Arizona, yes. Texas, New Mexico, th this these things pop up like it's getting the most, you know, water and fertilizer in Colorado this year. But these yeah. things pop up everywhere, yeah. which is why which is why which is why you've got donations coming in from 49 states and the 49 50, states. 50, we don't have anything from Hawaii. should be there. There's got to be an elk mountain lion or mule deer hunter in hawaii that goes yeah. to colorado every year i just where, saw jo where is I that person saw, i saw jordan bud from iowa i believe she was in i saw something on on uh, instagram or whatever she just harvested an axis deer in hawaii and i was going to text her and say hey would you find somebody there that hunts and <laughs> find just, a donor <laughs> yeah, let us turn around and you know open up a post office box or something so you can donate from there all right uh, but I, last question Yes, uh, confirming, as you said, save the hunt, Colorado.com is, is the portal where people can go to learn more, but also to make donations. Yep. If they've already donated, donate again, if they haven't, you know, or share it with a friend, have your friend donate. What is, what is, will you explain? Cause this is going to start to come into play and, and hunters in the community needs to know what it is. What is wildlife deserves better? So Colorado Wildlife Deserves Better is the issues committee that we formulated on January 24th when we did the press conference at SHOT Show with Army F mm -hmm. uh, and our, our campaign manager. Okay. And uh, and so the, we we had the the uh, documents in form to where we could release that at that point in time. Colorado Wildlife Deserves Better, 
the issues committee is is what strictly deals with the campaign side of this whole initiative. The Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management, CRWM, SaveTheHuntColorado.com, mm-hmm. is a 501c4 advocacy and education organization. Now, the Issues Committee is a C4 as well. So if anybody contributes money to that, neither one of them are tax deductible. On but, our but end, people can donate to either portal and it goes to the right cause. Either portal and goes to the right cause. Okay. When we're talking to our audience, mm-hmm. primarily the stakeholder, the hunter and angler, the hook and bullet guy, mm-hmm. we're referencing SaveTheHuntColorado.com. For one, it, it resonates a little bit better with our community. Mm-hmm. And and it's easier to remember because that's what we've been promoting since day one. And we've been established since 2016. So we've got some street cred on the landscape. Yeah. The Colorado wildlife deserve better is up and running. Um, I haven't looked at the Instagram or Facebook pages, but, but I'm told that they're up and running. And, um, and that was just happened today. Good. Uh, that's another outlet and another portal. Mm-hmm. It's more, um, common interest specific as opposed yeah. to stakeholder specific and and also there's requirements in reporting of campaign finance and logistics of running a political campaign that you have to answer to specifically for for the secretary of state uh and through the attorney general's office and through the the tax codes and we have to have an independent expenditure auditor and we have to have a separate board and and so there's a lot of crossover but there's a lot more accountability on that side because it's campaign. There's right. a lot of accountability on the CRWM, save the hunt Colorado.com side, but we're more advocacy and education and not campaign oriented. Yeah. So we never will say vote no on this. We're telling people you don't support ballot box biology and don't support anything that's other than science-based wildlife management. The issues committee will say vote no on whatever the initiative turns out to be. And I I do want to clarify for the audience that's listening that we are dealing with a proposed initiative 91 right now because it's in the signature gathering process. Right. When the ballots come out, this will not be initiative 91. It'll be initiative 108 or 136 or whatever the hell the numbers align, you know, like a lottery draw, depending on how they, how they, the, the uh, end up, and who gathers signatures and who doesn't on whatever other ballot initiatives. So we don't want people to be concentrated on initiative 91, initiative 91, initiative 91. We want them to be concentrated on the Colorado hunting ban. Yeah. The Colorado cat hunting ban, the Colorado mountain lion hunting ban, something other than initiative 91, because that will change. Yeah. So the messaging on Colorado wildlife deserves better is going to be tuned towards the broad public, the broad voting public not just hunting, angling, hook and bullet, like you said. Right. Donations there go straight to the campaign as just as well. So so donating to either one works. Yep. But from from the from our community's perspective, if they hear get behind and support you know, support Colorado Wildlife Deserves Better, support this campaign, it, it it's still it's because you know, I think that could confuse some people oh, at yeah. some point. So yeah. supporting yeah. that is supporting Save the Hunt is supporting CRWM and it is supporting the no vote mm-hmm. on this initiative. If, and when yep. it gets to the ballot, all, all the direction goes the same direction with the same intended outcome. Great. You just have different specifics and requirements that you have to adhere to. Okay. If you donate to the Colorado wildlife deserve better 
you're likely to have that information be more available, not for scrutiny. I don't want to scare anybody, but for review because those can be uh, audited audited and admissible. On the other side, they could be too, but there's no reason to because we are a campaign. We are not a campaign. We are an advocacy and a education component of a C4 status. Okay. So it's, it becomes complicated. And I think other States are like this as well, but it becomes complicated and it's almost probably boring as hell for the average, you know, listener to go, that's a bunch of shit. Just tell me what I should vote and where I should send money. If they've, if they've hung on this long and they want to know, so we'll give it to them. Was it, is it, has it been confirmed that the, the proponent, the orgs behind this anti-hunting ban, this anti-hunting initiative, are they from out of state? Are they are they local to Colorado? Or are they there's there's individual members and some associations that are supporting this, but Wayne Paselli, the former CEO of the Humane Society of the United States, mm-hmm. started that organization after his uh, improprieties or whatever you might call them with mm-hmm. HSUS. Uh, he started an organization called uh, the Animal Welfare Action for a Humane Economy. Uh, and he hired Samantha Brueger Miller, who now goes by Samantha Miller, who worked for Wild Earth Guardians from Washington. Mm-hmm. And she recently moved to Colorado to get hired to run the Cats Aren't Trophies campaign. Yeah. There's so people she's not, in. She's not really local. She's newly local. Yeah, and Wayne Piselli's not. He's not local to Colorado, uh, is he? You no, know, he's not local. He's I don't know where the hell he's from, but he's not. Yeah. Uh, so this is so. So that, and I think that's one of the issues that that the campaign is calling out to the voting public in Colorado that this isn't a homespun Colorado initiative for the good of Colorado. This is outside and outside influence, outside money, outside anti anti hunting interests. Yeah, trying to stir the pot. Yeah, there's there's uh there's some fairly big names that have circulated around this, and I can't confirm those, but you just hear rumors through the grapevine, and uh, and and I think that it's easily said just based upon what happened in 2020 on the wolf deal, the majority of the interest and the majority of the money came from out of state, and there might be uh, sympathizers and supporters in state, but they didn't initiate it in state. It started out of state, and then they had ample support in state because of this political landscape and the gubernatorial administration that we got that was fully supportive of it well it sounds like things are going as well as they could be at this point um you got a nearly four month delay with their uh choice of petition and and signature gathering now has started you've got funding coming in from soon to be all 50 states and we will continue getting the word out Okay, and that's our first five minutes with Dan Gates. We went a little longer than five minutes, but definitely got a good recap in as far as what's happening in Colorado and how Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management are getting support nationwide, thanks to listeners like you and hunters, anglers, outdoors people nationwide are are getting a hold of this issue. And realizing that ballot box biology is not good for wildlife. It's not good for hunting opportunity. It's not good for our rights to get out on the landscape and participate in nature. So things to follow and things to do. Please follow along with Hal for Wildlife on Instagram. As well as go to howforwildlife.org and become a member 
of Howl. The Action Center is where we can really drive advocacy and get your voice across on commission and legislative issues. Um, for this issue here in Colorado, we all need to be involved and we all need to follow what's going on. So on Instagram, you can follow CRWM, Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management. Online, go to savethehuntcolorado.com where you can get all the resources needed to track what's going on and also make your donation to the campaign. And then keep an eye out for Colorado Wildlife Deserves Better. That's gonna be the public facing campaign that really communicates to the non-hunting public where our voice really needs to get across and convey the message that wildlife deserves quality science and management not this ballot box biology. So thanks for listening. Stay tuned for the next update in the next few weeks. And as always, Alpha Wildlife.